Overnight, the Diamonds, Aussies netball side, they uh, beat South Africa 65-48 in the quad series over there in the Republic. It means that was their final pool game. It means they'll all play New Zealand in the final of that competition. Yesterday, our our women's cricket side, they smacked Pakistan by eight wickets with 38 balls remaining in their first 2020 international. And Megan Schutt took five for 15 of her four overs there at North Sydney Oval. Uh, yesterday. Uh, also, just in uh, rugby, well, one player that league couldn't lure is superstar Charlotte Kaslick. She's re-signed for four more years with Rugby Australia. Uh, the 27-year-old, she's a superstar. She's the poster girl pretty much of women's sevens, certainly in this country. Pretty much, uh, well, she's the best player in the world and uh, said it was a simple choice as well, pointing very much to the international element. Made a lot of comments about you know, just the program and how elevated it is too. And I couldn't help but wonder, just sort of watching her comments last night, the impact of having no collective bargaining agreement in place and the impact of, you know, the league sides, the NRLW sides, not being able to, I guess, go and lure her away from rugby due to the the mess that's going on in the background at the moment with this CBA. No doubt that's that's happened. Uh, They can't secure secure their future and obviously she's got a great opportunity with the sevens program to, to do that and you know there's a lot of girls out there concerned about what their future looks like look there will be an NRLW competition I'm pretty confident there will be and I'm pretty confident that the CBA will get done but to what extent and what they have to give up that's going to be the main sticking point, I think, for, for both parties, both the NRL and the Players Association, because they're not going to get everything that they want. And, you know, Peter uh, Valandis is known as a tough negotiator. Uh, the Players Association, they, they, they won't win the battle in the media, but, yeah, they're fighting for what they think is, is right. Um, better conditions and also looking after the future of the NRLW game. And that's growing at a rapid pace. And you want to try and have the best players you possibly can to play in that competition. And with the Sevens and with Rugby Union, and you see a lot of these girls, they cross over into different sports because they're so Mm. talented. There's a battle on to to be able to sign them. And the girls at the moment that want to play rugby league, they're probably sitting there thinking, geez, what's our future look like in this game? You know, whereas the AFL, soccer, um, sevens is all sorted. So they, they know what their programs look like heading into the future. Whereas with the women's game here, we're unsure of what it will be and where we're at. So that's what needs to get done fairly urgently. Time to talk some basketball and more the Kings. They're on top of the NBL ladder. The fans certainly been packing Kudos Bank Arena. And on Sunday, uh, the Kings will play their last home game there at Kudos Bank Arena of the home and away season before the NBL finals. It's a double header as well with the Sydney Flames. So the Flames are taking on uh, the Townsville Fire. That's from 1.30. And the Kings take on... South East Melbourne Phoenix, who were well, certainly in finals calculations as well. And that's from 4pm. Now, tickets are just $22 for adults, $48 for a family. And that's from Ticket Tech to get your tickets for the Flames-Kings double on Sunday afternoon. Now, before that, though, the Kings have got the Jack Jumpers. 
grand final rematch Friday night, and it's in Tassie as well. Now, the Kings uh, coming off a couple of losses, actually. They lost to Perth last Friday night over in the West, and then a narrow five-point loss to the New Zealand Breakers. And uh, our next guest, Justin Simon, he had 16 points in that narrow defeat, but as mentioned, still top of the table. And uh, Justin's joining us now. Morning, Justin. Hey, hey, good morning. So a tough few days there last weekend. So physically and mentally, how is the squad feeling at this, well, very crucial stage of the season now? Uh, you know, physically, you know, we're still, we, we're getting, everybody's getting right. You know, we got a great team as far as our physios and um, staff members that take care of our bodies and stuff like that. So physically, we're good, you know. Um, mentally, you know, we know what we got at stake. You know, we kind of got our destiny in our own hands and, you know, we're kind of glad that we have a chance to, you know, um, take take matters in our own hands and, you know, get these W's and um, figure it out. Justin, you, if you win two out of the next four, you'll still finish on top. But where's the balance? I guess a lot of teams, and we talk about it regularly, about trying to get the right amount of momentum leading into the finals. Are you guys not that worried that you've lost the last two and these next two games, these next four games, I should say, you know, trying to get it, you know, back-to-back wins going into the finals is what's most important? Yeah, I mean, you know, we ran into two great teams, two desperate, really, really desperate teams as far as Perth and New Zealand these past couple, you know, this last round. Um, So, you know, we just kind of, we're going to get everybody's best shot, you know. Um, you know, Tazzy, you know, they're, they're fighting for, you know, their rankings within the the um, the playoffs, the postseason, and same with Southeast that's coming up and then Perth. So, you know, we just got to take it game by game um, for real. Um, you know, we got to control the controllables um, and just put our best foot forward and compete. Um, you know, we can't really worry about the other stuff. Um, just got to go out there and play and perform and learn from these last two and go out there these next couple of games with the, you know, um, getting back to our, our Sydney Kings brand of basketball. Yeah. Is, is there any consistency in the last two games in the areas that have not been uh, where they need to be? Um, No, just like, like I said, two, uh, you know, we kind of got off to a, a slow start. I want to say the New Zealand game, um, Perth, you know, there's a stretch where, you know, they were scoring, we weren't. Um, and then I think in the New Zealand game, there was a stretch where they were scoring we weren't. So we kind of got to just eliminate these bad stretches um, that we went on these past two games and uh, really play a full 40 minutes of basketball, of our basketball, you know. Um, so just along the lines of that, that's what we're trying to do. I'll tell you what, Justin, even though you didn't get the win on the weekend against the Breakers, geez, it was great to see nearly 15,000 people turn up there to Kudos yeah, Arena. that was amazing. Yeah. It, you've got so much support here in Sydney, and Sydney is a winning town. If you're winning, people just love to jump on board. <laughs> no, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, I mean, we we want to win ourselves. So, but it was yeah, it's amazing crowd, amazing atmosphere. Look forward to another one um, coming up this Sunday, especially with the doubleheader with the Flames playing before us, and then you know, um, then we got our thing going on. So, yeah, it's going to be a great environment. Great environment. Um, last little regular season home game on Sunday. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to win out. We want to, we play, I mean, we play to win, you know, we don't play for anything else. Um, as far as, you know, our team, our club, you know, we really take pride in, you know, competing and getting W's. So, you know, that's what we want to do every time we step out there. So we'll make sure we do that. We're speaking to Justin Simon from the Sydney Kings and I guess from that big home crowd and, uh, cheers to booze and hostility there in Hobart Friday night. Tell us Justin, what's unique about playing 
against the Jack Jumpers in Tassie? Man, um, I, I mean, I've, I haven't been there yet to play, um, but I, I would like to think, you know, the little rivalry and the bad taste, you know, the fans probably have of, you know, the Kings going down there and, and beating them in, in, in the in the finals and stuff like that. So um, I think it's going to be a great environment. Um, you know, they're going to get loud, get rowdy. Um, you know, it, it, it's you play you like you love to play games like that. So um, you know, what better way than us going in there and you know, kind of shutting them up and keeping them quiet by you know getting a W. So you know, it's going to be a great environment. I hope it brings the best out of us, um, and uh, you know, we'll we'll bring the juice, we'll bring the energy, and um, try to get a W. Just with your coach Chase Buford, Justin, how does yeah. he handle the lead into the finals? You know, you're going to play finals, but is it a, a, a regular routine, same amount of training, or does he pull back a little bit and, and have you more mentally refreshed rather than physically? I mean, I think we, we, we're sticking to what we do. We're sticking to what we do. We're sticking to the formula, sticking to the script. I mean, um, you know, of course, this time of the year, um, you know, we could stuff could take a toll, but at the same time, you know, we, gotta, we, got, we got something we're trying to do, man. We got something we're trying to accomplish. So we're going to keep, you know, the same type of thing going on, um, you know, coaching. Like I said, our staff members, our coach, you know, we all do a great job of, you know, looking after our bodies and ourselves. And, you know, coach has this thing as far as, you know, the way we go about certain stuff. So we're kind of going to stick to the same routine and uh, the same little process. And, um, you know, just like I said, man, these, these games, man, could go out there and compete and, you know, we play to win, so that's what we're trying to do. What about you personally, Justin? How's the body holding up, and how do you feel mentally? Is there any fatigue? Would you like a break? Are you, you know, do you feel fresh? <laughs> how are you traveling? No, nah, man, I, I'm good. Uh, of course, the, the the Perth trip, you know, that 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 could that could be something. Yeah, but at the same sure. time, man, it's it's all a part of it, man. It's all a part of the business. That's why you. That's why we play the game. We love to play. Um, it's a part of it. So I mean, for me, like, it doesn't really affect me none. I, I like to go out there, I man. I, much rather play more games, rap, you know what I'm saying, back yeah. to back, you know, stuff like that. So you much rather, as a basketball player, you much rather play games and practice and stuff like that. But still at the same time, man, uh, you know, I'm all good. I'm all good. This is a part of it. This is what comes with it. And this is why, you know, we get compensated the way we do. And, you know, this is, this is just a, it's a part of it. So we got to make sure we take care of business and handle it the right way. Justin, really appreciate your time as always in their crucial stage of the season. So uh, good luck in the next couple of weeks in particular leading into the finals. Thank you so much. Truly appreciate it. Huge weekend there at Allianz Stadium. The World Sevens event in Sydney, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, well, the women, they came third in Hamilton in the New Zealand League there last weekend. But they're second on the series table, just four points behind New Zealand, and joining us now from the Aussie Women's Seven squad is Dom DeToy. Dom, morning to you. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Great to have you on the show again. And uh, what was your assessment and, uh, your, I guess, all the girls' assessment of the performance in New Zealand? Where did we need to improve to finish top there on in the home tournament on the weekend? Yeah, we um, we went down to USA in the semifinals, and... We, um, we were just starved with the ball. We The whole entire second half, I think we had the ball once, and that was in the final 10 seconds. We defended the whole time. We defended really well, um, but we were just starved of possession of the ball. And, yeah, I guess as as anyone would know, if you don't have the ball, you can't score points. So that's a huge, um, huge area we need to work on. And USA also had two yellow cards that we didn't capitalise on. So I think we hopefully we'll get another shot, another shot at them this weekend, and we'll definitely 
rectify that and turn things around there. Don, what does preparation look like uh, in the lead up to this weekend for you guys? Everyone's in Sydney? Everyone's yes. arrived? Yep, everyone's in Sydney. We're in Coogee here at the Crown Plaza, which is beautiful being on the water. I think yeah. all the other countries are loving it. We feel quite proud to say this is our home. Yeah, great. Um, but yeah, for being, being a back-to-back tournament, training this week isn't too intense. We had our had our heavier day yesterday and heavy lift in gym. And then we do training again today, which will be a bit of a lighter session, but more speed focused. Um, but yeah, it's a bit bit more focusing on recovery and then getting just prepared, getting those that speed in ready for this weekend. It's also a three-day tournament, so it's a little bit different playing two games a day. We have huge breaks. I'll tell you what, John, you must, you must be excited about being back at the Sydney Footy Stadium, though. The oh, new, we are. The Allianz Stadium, because they, they're expecting you know, big numbers there for the whole weekend. And the venue, if anyone has never been there, is excellent. It is great vantage point everywhere you sit. And with even with 15,000, 20,000 people, but there'll be more than that this weekend. But even with you know a smaller crowd, it, it certainly makes a great atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. As you said, the stadium's incredible. And the atmosphere at the Sevens is always so much fun. It's like a huge party. So it's going to be a really good weekend. And I think the sun's meant to be out as well. So there's going to be plenty of action out there. Really, really looking forward to it. Being home as well. Yeah. Dom, I'm sure everyone's pretty happy that Charlotte Kaslik has re-signed with the program as well for the foreseeable future. Yes, everyone's over the moon. She's an incredible player, incredible leader and pioneer of the game. And yeah, we're very fortunate to be able to play alongside her. And I think it's very exciting for Australian rugby that she's signed for another four years and is committed to yeah, helping helping Australian rugby grow and keeping us on top, hopefully. Um, but yeah, she's an incredible player. We're so lucky to play against her. I've been able to play alongside her for eight, eight or so years now and she inspires all of us. She's such such an incredible role model. In your group, you've got Brazil, Spain and Ireland. But tell us yeah. about the Brazilians and the Spanish teams and how much they've improved over the years. Yeah, they've improved so much. I think we've, um, Spain's actually almost a bit of our bogey team. We've had come up against a few times and really struggled with them. Other teams, they like to like, slow the game down against us and Spain do that really well. And Brazil, or Brazil too, very upcoming team. I think they've got they've got plenty of speed, and if they can use that, they'll certainly be able to shine this weekend. But it's um, it's exciting to see teams all all lifting and putting putting up a fight and being really tough competition for the other teams who have always been at the top, I suppose. How much does your game change against the different opposition? And in a tournament like this, do you have much preparation time to actually finish your game, let that go, look at the next team, the other opposition, make our changes and then move forward? Or is your is the Australian brand of, of rugby pretty consistent no matter who we play against? We like to think that it is pretty consistent yeah. regardless of who we play. We like to play an up-tempo game. Yep. Using we're, we're extremely fit. We work a lot on our fitness. We like to keep the game up-tempo and spreading the ball to our, to our speed. Um, but it definitely does change depending on the team in terms of the strategy of the game and what we're going to do in certain, certain moments. Mm. Um, as we do have a quick turnaround, there's not too much time. But um, our coaches do a heap of analysis. And even now in the weeks leading into it, each, each training session we have, we focus on a different team and what we want to do against that team. But as a whole, uh, yeah, our brand stays the same. We like to play up-tempo, exciting rugby. I'm sure you can't help but think at times that, well, the Olympics are on the horizon again, aren't they? Uh, next year, yeah. Paris. And no doubt that's a big goal for you, Dom. It certainly is. 
we um, if we finish in the top four this this World Series, we automatically qualify. So that's at the forefront of our minds. That's our first focus. But yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't thinking about Paris as well. That's definitely a goal of mine. I was on the team in Tokyo and we fell short. And certainly working performance we were wanting, finishing in fifth place. So um, Paris is definitely my end goal and going for gold there. Plenty of family and friends going to be in the crowd this weekend. Yes, they are. We're all really excited. It's very special to be able to play in front of a home crowd, having your families there. Yeah. Oh, Great stuff. Well, hopefully it's a successful and I'm sure enjoyable weekend for you all. So good luck and we'll chat soon. Thank you. Thanks so much. Dom DeToy there from the Aussie Women's 7 squad, and that's going to be a great weekend there at Moore Park at the new Allianz Stadium. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the men's and the women's. Uh, the World Sevens, the Sydney leg this weekend. I think it's dress-up too. It's always dress-up yeah. at the Sevens, isn't it? What are you wearing, Lots? I don't know yet. Mm. I don't think I'll be going. I think I'll watch it a little bit on television. But it's always – every time I've seen it at the footy stadium, Mitter, it always looks – like it's a fun day, and they always oh, get yeah. big crowds. And I'm telling you, this new stadium is brilliant. Mm. Yeah, every, everyone says oh, still haven't been. It's, it's, it's every everyone is it, bragging it, about. Even it. if they only get fifteen thousand out there, the atmosphere that it'll create yeah. and the noise will be deafening. Yeah, amazing. Now the big sports breakfast lunch, it's back. It's on Friday, Feb twenty four, and uh, well. We've got a new venue this year. So we're going to the Wink Stand. They're at Royal Ramwick. So the ATC and the Wink Stand at Royal Ramwick. It only costs, what, $46.6 million, that stand. How so, much? Oh, How much? 46.6. Ooh, I want to be a good stand, you know? So we've got a great day ahead of us. And uh, well, tickets go on sale today. And it's via the ATC's website. So the ATC's website... AustralianTurfClub.com.au and uh, keep an eye on BSB socials and also the Sky Racing website as well. Uh, I'm told there'll be links there to buy tickets for the lunch. Now, we had a question on the text line before. Can can you please tell me uh, where the races will be the day after the lunch? Uh, Now, oh, there's a night meeting. Okay, this is what you can do. You can go BSB lunch, all up. Canterbury night racing, all up Ramwick on the Saturday. It's Chipping Norton, Tab Chipping Norton Day. So you've got a group one. Just take a sleep The following bag. day. Oh, just <laughs> sleep in the wink stand and just wake up and roll into Ramwick yeah. the next day. There you go. That's mm. the go. Weekend sorted. Take a swag. Take a tent. Stay on course. ATC happy with that? You've spoken to them? I'm just saying, that's what you could possibly do. Well, Willie Pike Check was, wasn't he? Wasn't he staying in a caravan or a van <laughs> yeah, of sorts? Rock up with your caravan. Yeah. Uh, there's a League Cup semi-final on this morning over in the UK. First leg. Uh, semi-finals are two legs, aren't they, in the League Cup? So Newcastle are playing in Southampton. And Newcastle took the lead in the 73rd minute. Two minutes later, Southampton have equalised. Uh, although... VAR, in fact, it's just been disallowed, that goal. It went to VAR, and they've found a handball. So Southampton are blowing up, having that goal disallowed. So Newcastle 1-0, and uh, we're, what, 78th minute at the moment. So just over 10-plus change left in that first leg of the League Cup semi-final between Southampton and Newcastle this morning. Just seeing a report over also over in the UK, um, 
I've seen this a couple of times now, pup. The door is open for Ben Stokes to come out of retirement. Matthew Mott, uh, of course, uh, the, the hero for England when they won the World Cup in 2019 and what he retired, I think, last year at some mm. stage from 50-over cricket mm. uh, to obviously sink his teeth into being the test captain and still play 2020 cricket. Uh, but uh, So he, he retired from 50-over cricket. So with a World Cup later this year, mm. England, the defending champions, just Matthew Mott, who's the coach there of the one-day side, just saying that door's open. If he wants to come back, I think, I think we'll see... I, I won't be surprised at this, and I think we'll see yeah. more players do this. They'll yeah. retire. Come back for the a World years, Cup. Come back for yeah, World Cup. Yeah, smart. Cups. Smart as well. Like, uh, smart by Matthew Mott as the coach. Um, and Stokes is a wonderful player. So if he's in their World Cup squad, the team, they're a much much better chance of, of winning it again. Um, the World Cup's around the corner. So, yeah, I, I, I think in this instance it, it would make a lot of sense for Motti to say that, for Stokes to consider it. Um, for the England fans to support it. My only issue with things like this is to bring someone in means you've got to drop someone. So the player you leave out who's, you know, been on all the tours, you know, been a part of the squad, their dream used to be a part of the World Cup, and then all of a sudden, you get as you get six months out, you get flicked for a big fish to come back in. I feel for that player. Um, but I, I think, you know, Stokesy retired... A week ago from one-day cricket, it feels like. It, was, it wasn't that long ago at all. I think you're going to see more players walk away from one format. Um, there's no doubt about it. But, yeah, in this instance, I think it's smart by Moddy and by, by England. And if I was Stokesy, I'd seriously consider it because it is, like I say, it's just around the corner, the 50-over World Cup. And then after that, he can say, rightio, I'm completely done from one-day cricket for good. Uh, give us a call, 13-53-53. And Shippo. G'day, Shippo. Boys, how are we going? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. What have you got uh, for just, us? Mate, a couple of questions. First one is um, the I've noticed with the umpire with the with the big bash, the square leg umpire doesn't seem to be standing level with the popping crease. Seems to be standing more level with the stumps. I'm just wondering why that would be. Don't know the answer to that, Shippo. I think I, I spoke to a lot of umpires when I played um, because they would stand in different places. So like you say, whether it be popping crease, stumps, just behind, I think everybody has their own uh, particular way they get the best visuals for a stumping or a run out. Um, and generally, it's 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 personal preference, whatever they want. But yeah, I haven't noticed that in the BBL. Uh, maybe there is a specific reason, but like I say, through my career, I used to because you do you generally when you certainly when you first walk out to battle, there's a change of bowler. You're taking a lot of notice of where the field is, um, and you always notice, or I always notice where that square leg umpire was. So um, yeah, interesting one. Can't help you. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, um, and just another one uh, for for you, Clarky. I'm just wondering, with the uh, a wet ball, uh, yep. is it more advantageous for the fielding team or the batting team when the ball's wet? Because I did notice the other night a uh, particular player. I'm going to say he accidentally dropped the ball and then accidentally failed to pick it up, and it rolled along the wet surface about the tenth over. So I'm just wondering. Yeah. yeah, who's the more who, who's the advantage? Definitely ball? advantage batter if the ball's wet because the fielding team firstly it's hard for the bowl especially it's hard for the bowl to grip the ball especially a spinner. Um, uh, 
you know, fielding the ball, picking it up, trying to throw it. If it's a little bit, you know, that sloppy, soapy sort of feeling, it's hard to get a full grip on it as well. So batting, there's definitely an advantage um, when there's rain around or when that ball gets wet. The only thing, I didn't see that incident, but the only thing they could have been thinking was, rightio, this ball's already saturated. We've gone to the umpires. We want to get it changed. They're not listening. Rightio, let's accidentally drop it in a puddle. Yeah. then hand it to them and say, now you have to change it. So I think that's what you do see a lot more consistently these days in any format. As soon as the ball gets dark or wet, and in the shorter format, you're not, obviously you're not going to get it dark because it's, you know, it's 20 overs, um, they will change the ball consistently. Years gone by, I remember in one-day cricket when I started, in 50 overs, the last 10 overs or 15 overs of the game, the white ball looked great. You couldn't see it. It was that worn. And we would always, both teams, would go to the umpire and say, mate, you know, we can't see the ball. So for a batter as well, the ball as the ball gets softer, you don't get as much power. But in a 20-over game, makes no difference. The ball's hard enough. In a 50-over game, the last 10 overs, if you could change the ball and get a, new, a newer ball, a harder ball, that could, again, help the batter a lot and stop the reverse swing. We don't see that in 2020 cricket. Uh, all right. Yeah, appreciate the time, Jess. Thanks for taking me call. Thank Good you, on you buddy. Thanks for the call. I think we've got Todd here. Uh, yeah, g'day, Todd. How are you? Happy New Year, guys. You too, um, mate. How's your um, How's your summer been? Oh, mate, we got through it. That's the main thing. And uh, just looking forward to a lot of wins from our Foxies this year and uh, pretty wild. Yes. On, uh, so we, Toddy. So we, buddy. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, just wanted to talk to uh, Clarky if I can. Go for um, it, buddy. I'm all ears. Okay. So, as the last Australian captain to taste uh, victory against uh, India in the Border Gavaska series, Test series, um, just want to get your insights. Um, so, for mine. I think India are in uh, really good form. Um, all our players are playing fantastic. Um, probably could do a few more big scores, but I think that'll come. Um, and playing in our conditions this time, um, compared to the last few series, I think uh, India's going to be going very, very well in this series. Mm. Um, and short of, um, you know, uh, Labuschagne getting a hat-trick in the, fin- in the final over, or the second-last over, um, getting a hat-trick and uh, winning it for Australia, um, I'm just struggling to really think of how Australia's going to manage to get this series win over in, in, in India. Mm. Sorry. And um, <clears throat> given that, the, uh, the one-day series, uh, India won last night, as just mentioned, and uh, now we're number one um, in the ICC rankings uh, behind England and Australia. Um, given the fact that the World Cup's on Indian soil this year um, in November, um, I think good times are around the corner for India. So just want to get your insight. Yeah, mate. buddy, I think they're a very good team. Uh, India in all formats, and I think they're an even better team in their own backyard. So, as we've just seen, they've just wiped the floor with New Zealand in the one-day series over in India. Test matches will be different, but it is going to be a really hard series for Australia. I'm a little bit nervous that our preparation, we're not playing a first-class game in the lead-up to that first test, and I know scheduling and time probably doesn't allow that, but I'm a little bit nervous about that. Um... I think we're fortunate that our batters are in great form. 
We've got, you know, our senior players, Warner, Kawaja, Labashane, Smith in great form. So I think that will give the boys a lot of confidence. But batting in India is a lot harder or a lot different to batting in our own backyard in Australia. I think winning the toss will help if we can bat in the best of conditions, which is generally batting first. And then how we play spin and how we bowl spin will be defining on this tour. I'd love to say Australia's going to win the series. If they do, it would be an unbelievable win by them. I think if Australia can beat India in India, England in England, there is absolutely no doubt we are the best team in the world. Todd, really appreciate your call, mate. I've got a prediction for this series. Tell me. Ravi Ashwin will try and man-cad one of our batsmen, and all hell's going to break loose. But why is hell going to break loose? We know the rules. We know the rules. Can I ask I don't, you with this I don't like the rule. I'm with you, but I think we, know, we know the rules. I, I think it should be allowed, in particular, in the Big Bash and One Days. I think one warning. Yeah, I, I like a warning. I like a warning. Yeah, but I, 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 like I think you like should be allowed warning. to do it. I, I don't see anything wrong with oh, it. It's it's just, I don't warning. know. Like, did, you, did you used to play indoor cricket? Not really. It's a, indoor cricket, it was massive because, again, you're backing yeah. up, you run it, yeah. it's hit and run every ball. Yeah. Even in it, I've, you, I saw more punch ups yeah. because of that in indoor cricket than any other sport. Yeah. It, it's just, it's so. But I reckon in the shorter know, form of the mate, game, I, I don't think like you can. it. I think it adds. Oh, I don't like I think it. It adds to the contest. The umpire as well, the umpire can pull the batter up. The, the non strike, the umpire mm. can say, mate, you're leaving your crease early, stay in your crease, that's your first warning. Yeah. Like, even that, then the batter's not going to do it again. I, I, I know it's a rule, and that's what I'm saying. If it happens, it happens, but I don't well, like it. Well, what about this, then? If they use the video for most... Yeah, like no ball front no foots ball, and stuff like why that. Why don't they use the video? Perfect. For if your bat is out of the crease before the you ball lose releases... lose a run. Yeah. It's like a short run. So, something like that. I, I, don't mind. I would rather that than see somebody get out like that. Like yeah. the dismissal by a man cat, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, right. And, and even if, okay, if that is the rule, I'm still with Mido. I would hmm. still... I would like to see, if it's Ravi Ashwin, I'd like to see him warn Steve Smith the first time. Mm. So he's been, and then if he does it, then I'm saying, yeah. okay, well, yeah. you've you, been told, you've been you know? Warned. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I think told. in the shorter form, T20s, one day is, I, 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 you don't mind I, it. I don't mind okay. it. I think it should be either, that should be allowed there or the video. Yeah, and you get penalised, you, you run, taken off, run yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Okay. You, you would don't be a man car. Was your would, would be, be a cheeky yeah. man cutter. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in the rules. Oh, <laughs> would you give me a warning? Go. Or just not get me out. See you later. Uh, give me a send off. You give me a spray as well on the way well, off. What, what, no, I'll tell you what I'd do because I'd be pissed off that yeah. you're doing it. Would you give me a warning? So I'd walk back to my crease and go, mate, if you do that again, yeah, perfect. That'd, that'd be the warning. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. I perfect. wouldn't pull up halfway through my stride and Same go. Okay, mate, that's your warning. On the way when, back. On the way back, I'd be going, mate. And then, if I did it again and you got me out, would you give oh, me a spray? I'd, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Loz would have been a massive sledger. You no, no, it wasn't. I reckon you would have. No, not a big sledger. Right. In cricket, maybe not in footy, because you weren't the biggest or no, the toughest. No. In cricket, you would have stood beside Warnie. Warnie at first slip, you at second slip. You wouldn't have been able to help yourself. Oh, oh yeah, that's probably a fair call. Because <laughs> when Ricky Stewart used to say, Yeah, you jump on the back. Yeah, exactly right. It would have been you for sure. <laughs> you and Warnie right beside each other. Give me an absolute <laughs> hiding. Yeah, but only when you've got oh, look at this kid. better than Look you. at this bloke. You let them do all the hard yards, <laughs> and then you just sit back thinking of something to say, and then you come oh, in at the end. Oh, mate. Yeah, that was me. Seriously. <laughs> awesome. Ravi Ashwin, man cat, you reckon? Mate, bring yeah. it back. I, I think there's going to be a flashpoint in this series. 
You know, I, I, mm. it should be an mm. absolute belter. belter. We are we are as well not prepared for Indian conditions. I don't think that that has been that is going to be our strength. But we are we are in the best possible form. Mm. We've got a lot of senior players. We've got a lot of guys that have played in Indian conditions. We actually play spin bowling better than we have in the past. Like Labashan's got a great sweep. Davy Warner's played a lot in India and plays spin pretty well. He's got his switch hit he can you know and reverse sweep. Uh Kawaja's improved a lot against spin bowling. Steve Smith's our best player is spin bowling. So in regards to facing spin, we're in as good a place as we have been in a long time. And then if you go to bowling spin, well Nathan Lyon's been exceptional for a long time for Australia now. So he's as ready as he's ever going to be. I think Ashton Agar, I know people, I think he can. I'm not sure about a leggy. I I think you need to, I think I'd be going for right arm off spin, left arm orthodox, quite accurate, can be, Agar can be quite fast at the stumps. Like Jadeja's record is phenomenal over there. I think Ash can bowl very similar to Jadeja. Refresh my memory. Quick into the wicket. Last time India were out here, they beat us. Yes, that was yeah, when they we shouldn't, they shouldn't, Warner they play? shouldn't no. have. They should, that was, let's not even look at that series. Yeah. So they that was play. a disaster. Yeah. Australia will never play that bad again. That's in Australian conditions yeah. we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Yep. When we'll, never, we'll never but, play but that bad Warner again. Warner and Smith weren't in that. No, they series. weren't. Uh, but just no. remember, uh, uh, oh, hang on, was that they, a series they were No, back? they might have come back. That uh, might have been their uh, first one back. But remember, India had a heap of injuries. India were playing their third string team. What I'm getting at is, like, Australia, are we better... Than then, 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 mate, come on, uh, yeah, I think no we're comparison, no comparison, mate, much who, who better. Who we won against? Well, we just wiped the floor with this series, South Africa and mate, West we're, Indies. We're not beating anyone at the moment. What do you mean? We're the number one test team in the world, mate. We're mate, ranked the number one test team in the world, mate. You're smashing the West Indies, smashing South it's, Africa, it's smashing South Africa. If we in played, Australia. okay, hang on. If we played India and Australia, you don't think we'd beat them? And loss, uh, probably no. Well, I Definitely. think it'd be, I think it'd be more competitive. Nah, oh, then what we've just seen, well, mate, yeah. 100% more competitive. Nah, I think, we're back we're going to, I think we can beat any and team and in Australia. Any oh, team. Oh, jeez, I don't know. But this is why we've been saying, look out the next 12 the ne- months. The we're going to find out India exactly and India, England and England. Loz, now we're talking yeah. game on. Yeah, that's exactly game right. On. I, I, I think this got, is where we'll find out how good we are. I think we've got question marks. There you go. Okay. Just before we say good day to Dave Stanley, who's just joined us in the central commentary position here, um, how did the wedding anniversary go, mate? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, went out for dinner last night. Beautiful. Yeah, mm. put the kids out as well. We got through a lot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of food. A lot of food. Yeah. Where'd you go? Hi, uh, Dave. By the way. Yeah. Hello, boys. Davey, <laughs> where'd you go? Uh, I went to a place in Camaray. Okay. Called Infusions. Oh Infusions. yeah, good Thai yeah. restaurant there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice actually. Mm-hmm. How do you know it? Mate? I've been there yeah, actually with, with yeah. no, with with a good mate of bloke you know as well who. Lives not far away from there. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's a good joint, actually. So we went there. I'll tell you what, Tuesday nights, it was quite busy. <laughs> no, it's a good go joint. It is a good joint. Yeah. yeah. Were you, were you what, like, obviously good service and whatnot, but were you surprised so many people were out and about? I was just Tuesday. surprised there were so many people It wasn't out. cheap Tuesday or something where you get, like, the two-for-ones or... Not when I went up to pay for the bill. No, I see you, had to, you had to go up. Yeah. yeah they, they're smart by the kids. Oh, they get a free That's food. That's smart by the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag along. They get a free it's, food. You know. well, it's hard to get them anywhere like on a Friday or a Saturday. No <laughs> romance. No, just the you and the wife for the anniversary? Not just the one-on-one romance? No, not really. Okay. Kids are a part of it? Kids 
big part. Did okay. it, yep. Did they just a question? Now, how are you when it comes? Because obviously you know you're footing the bill, <laughs> right? Do they take charge of the menu? Like, no. do they just go, well, well, "Hey, Dad, we're getting this, this, yeah. no, no, my daughter, take the lobster no, back." No, 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 my daughter, the first thing she did, and I looked at my wife, we had a bit of a giggle with each other. You know, when they put the menus and the drink menu on there, she gets it. And I said, what would you like? She said, I'm just looking at the cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> Good girl. She, she was straight, so she straight, knew, the cocktails she knew straight away that mum and <laughs> yeah, dad were playing. Man. Love it. That's outstanding. Yeah, it wasn't just a Good glass honor. of wine. It was straight to the cocktails. Pup, what's happening with your horse? Uh, back on the 4th. 4th. 4th of February. Yeah, it, it had Saturday. a slight niggle yep. uh, after its last horrible performance. Yep. Uh, but she's back training. She had a run, I think, this morning or yesterday morning, and they were really happy. Yeah, it worked over 1,000 this morning. Yeah. Huh? So I think the force 1,300, okay. yeah, I think, okay. the, the race they're talking about. Nice. All right. So, yeah, fingers crossed your she's horse. back. Fast response. Yeah. Going good. Uh, comes out having a little break at the moment, but we're... Uh, we well... Got Two starts or the one start again? Well, we, so basically, we went to Newcastle. Yeah. That was um, we ran second to Banana Queen, who has since run yes all these races in town, and then we ran fourth in the Gosford Guineas. So, um, but there, there's a race. I tell you what, I'm not getting involved with the training of the horse, mm-hmm. but there is a race that I'd love to win, and we might have a horse that could do it. I want to win a Wagatown Plate. Oh yeah, well, don't yeah. we all? Right. So put the heat on the trainer. Not so much this year, mm. but maybe in, as you know, if if he, if he can progress into an yeah. open sort of an mm. open Saturday sprinter, you could be the next Santa in LA. Oh, how good would that be? But how good would it be to win a Wagatown Plate? Oh. I'll let you be a part of it. You can come. Well, on the I journey. would be. Yeah, a part you'd be a part of it. <laughs> you don't get a oh, choice. Yeah. You'd be yeah. a part of it. Yeah, and by the way, back home in the Riverine. Yeah, mate. Yeah. It's like yeah, like your own it's your own <laughs> horse. Goes <laughs> mate, good I know it's not a cloth, but by the way, um, there's a horse called King Kappa, which is absolutely dominating in Brisbane, and it's by oh, I'll say I, I, it could be by Capitalist. It might not yeah. be, but uh, Emmeline is the mum, ah, which oh, is your yes. which is your horse, Loz, that yeah. you own. Mate, go back and have a look at some of the replays of what King Kappa has been doing. Tony Gollan now trains it. It's winning dead set untouched. Really? Untouched. Yeah, I saw King Kappa. But yeah, by um, by capitalist out of Emmeline. Yeah. There you go. But go back and have a look at some of the replays, Loz. And just remind for our listeners, Emmeline's the horse you own that won down during Oak the State. carnival. Years ago, 2013, yeah. 11, might have been. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say, just to stay on the show, Mark Newnham, Greg McFarlane, um, and we're also going to chat with Mitch Cohen and get uh, some of the latest news. So, very good. Mm. Good show, DS. Very good, good show. How are we all? How are we all feeling today? Right, up good. and about now. Very good. We'll be back Friday, Dave. Oh, that's right. You've got uh, tomorrow off. Any plans for Australia Day? Might have a sherbet later today. All right, perfect. Go and enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Go and enjoy. Oh, management are looking at me. All right, 901, let's get out of here. Why'd you look at Michael like that? The... Oh, I See didn't you, look at anyone. See you, boys. I didn't look at anyone. See you, boys. Have a good day. <laughs>